Okay. Uh, it's a pleasure to be joined by Toby today. We've got him sitting in the sofa. I've been working with him, uh, working with him today downstairs, and it's been a pretty quiet day, hasn't it? It's been a lovely, lovely day. I mean, the weather's not been great, but we have had the fires going for the first time this year, uh, which everyone, including ourselves, has been incredibly grateful for. Uh, the rain's been kind of pitter pattering off the windows. It's been. It's been nice. Yeah. It's been nice. If you can hear the fire crackling in the background, it's because we've got it, got it up and running, as Toby says. But hopefully, I won't get too sweaty during <laughs> this recording. It's, is it going to become an everyday thing now? The the fire being on most days, I think, won't yeah. it? Yeah, we've yeah. got these work pods upstairs, which um, well, we work in this incredible building, which is beautiful but does not hold any heat. So, with these work pods in the in the mornings, it can be a little chilly. So we. We need to be getting these fires on. It's just, it nice it's and one, of, one of the two. It's either absolutely freezing or like roasting, roasting hot. hot. There's like yeah. a very, very small window between the two yeah. extremes. Uh, well, I remember when we would do like run up the trays and coming up here and I was sweating. Mm. Oh, oh god, oh, super sweaty. The irony <laughs> was that you'd have you'd have customers telling you that it was uh, quite cold, and they were sort of, "Could you put another log on the fire?" But you've been running, <laughs> so you are in a state of pretty, pretty. You know, you know, you're amped up and you're pretty toasty. But customers, you got to keep the fires going. And besides, it's beautiful. I'm, I'm, I was a pyromaniac as a child, so I love fires. Yeah, you were loving staying up oh, today. Yeah. yeah, today I spent I spent hours today. It was it was quite enough for me to just give more or less my entire attention. Did you, did you remember to put the lighter back after you finished lighting it? Do you know, there was no lighter. Couldn't find a lighter. Couldn't find a lighter. I swear, like from last winter, I think I've got about 10 lighters at home that I accidentally took home from here. So. The problem is you just pop them in your pockets yeah, and, yeah. and uh, it, in, it's in the rushes. You put it in your pocket, you're in a rush and next thing you know, yeah, you've got the collection at home all mm-hmm. on a shelf, framed. I'd never own up to that though. It's, no, no. It's a trade well, you've owned up there. to it now. You've got it, you've got it in recording, mate. It's almost like writing. Now we know where all the lighters have been going. We were blaming like the likes of Rosie McGuire and all the all the young all the young guns, and it's been Cameron. I might mm. I might just bring them all back in again, just for, for your collection. Yeah. You're keeping them all like in a shoebox under the bed. They're they're all in my desk. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you just keep them under your pillow at night, just <laughs> just in case anyone steals them? Yeah. <laughs> get, get really. You get super worried about it. By the way, guys, we're being joined by Cameron, who has set himself up on a mic as well. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, he's sort of my emotional, he's like my therapy dog here. He's like my emotional support. So if, I, if ever I'm floundering, we have the lovely it's Cameron. It's cool to get Cameron to chip in sometimes. Yeah. If, you're, like if, when if you're ever recording. floundering, I'll just mute you so no one can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> no, when we were recording Scott last time, I was like, oh, Cameron could have been chipping in there, but it's nice to have you. Yeah, you know, just from more. the start, yeah makes it a bit more chilled and you can you can uh fill in the fill in my awkward pauses <laughs> <laughs> but as i say yeah we're joined by uh by by toby and um he's coming up for almost been at steampunk for a year you came yep. just after myself and uh although i was saying it's <coughs> controversial i think uh toby's potentially the most valuable asset to steampunk he's <laughs> like the he's like the neymar of, uh, of I, don't know about that. P- I don't know PSG. about that. But I mean, that being said, you got a uh, you're a jack of all trade mates. You've uh, kind of mucked in here, there, and everywhere. You know, you've done it all. Well, we've kind of we reference this building, but it's uh, whilst it's beautiful, it's definitely very quirky. So there's a lot of jobs that you just need to 
find a way of problem solving. Um, so I don't know that I intentionally set out to be a jack of all trades, but I spent this morning like filling in holes in the fireplace to make sure that it's more or less fireproof. So uh, if, you're, uh, you're adaptable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. We'll see. And it's very fitting because you, you're in your boiler. I'm always excited to see what you're wearing. <laughs> you know, every, 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 every day, I'm, I'm always, I'm always excited. You're in your boiler suit today, which was fitting for the, for the fireplace. Absolutely. Well, I think we should potentially controversial. But I think everyone at Steampunk should get a boiler suit as a. That it's just uniform. It should become the uniform, should it? Just yeah, a little Dickies, uh, Dickies boiler Sa suit. Standardized spoiler suit. Oh, yeah. Mate. Oh, you could get like a, an embroidered design on the back oh, or something. Stop, yeah. stop. Or you could even have like different shades. Like, ooh, ooh everyone's ooh. got their own. Oof, I'm here for it. Anything with a boiler suit, I'm keen. I like I like that idea a lot. It's boiler actually, suits over... quite over, a good idea, yeah. Over dungarees. Uh, you heard it here first? Yeah. We'll get that on the Instagram and then it's official. So we say a jack of all trades. Now you're like a... Costume designer for, <laughs> right, for not costume. <laughs> costume, it's uh, uniform. Yeah, it's not yeah. performance. Strict, this is strict, real life. Strict, so. strict uniform code. And if you spill anything on you, it doesn't it just doesn't matter. matter you know? Exactly, exactly. Uh, nah, boiler suits are the way forward. Um, but uh, but yeah, like jack of all trades. But you have been, um, I mean, like uh, like most of us. Start on the floor. You've been in the kitchen. You've been flaying out grilled cheeses. Yeah, I've certainly. I think I've been trained in every bar roasting, which I don't think Ludvika would give me. <laughs> but I've been trained in every department in the steampunk. Um, like yourself, you you've been trained in everything. Pete and I have both been bakers here. Baker extraordinaire. Um, I, I am not trained at everything. I. I I've never done a kitchen shift. That's I've what never, that's what makes Toby such a valuable asset. I've this never, is what I'm saying. Okay. I'm peed. Okay. I don't know how to do cheese toasties. I don't know how that how that works. Oh <laughs> or uh, or it's all about, it's all about the uh, the ratio of bread to cheese. That's what you need to know. Or dabbling in the the cinnamon bun, you know, which we've both had issues with. Cinnamon buns, listen, they are a thing of beauty, but they are you. You have to win them over. You got it's it's like a, it's like a hippogriff. You got to respect it. Do you know what I mean, it has to bow its head to you. Do you know what I mean? So the cinnamon bun, you you make the eye contact and then the cinnamon bun bows its head. Do you have to bow to the cinnamon bun as you well? You do, you do, exactly I, that. I, I've, I've seen that. I've walked into the kitchen and Toby's kind of doing like a bow down. You can't disturb. It's like when a, you see like a curtsy in front of the oven. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not when they're in the oven, mate. It's, before. it's about 24 hours before that when they're set to rise and you have to make sure that they, they know their duties. Yeah. The cinnamon buns, ladies and gentlemen. What have you enjoyed most about working at Steampunk? Um, I think everyone said, but the team's obviously great here. We are like a big kind of dysfunctional family. Um, although, of course, at the moment with COVID, we've we've had to divide the team in half, which is tough. But uh, it's it's important, obviously, to keep us all safe and the customers. But no, the the Steampunk family has been pretty crucial. And again, I think everyone's mentioned this in the podcast but during lockdown we were like really on it with communicating to each other and having these like weekly pub quizzes and just checking in and it was really um that support was really really important i think for a lot of us um in terms of jobs at steampunk i really enjoy the kitchen because you're kind of on your own well you're on your own firstly but you're on your own like time kind of keeping you know what you have to achieve by the end of the day um and within that you kind of have room to play with like what your priorities are and figuring out like Okay, that's when I'll bow to the cinnamon buns. Okay. Had you had any previous baking experience before? Or no, yeah, no. This was of... this was, and actually, it set me up really well for lockdown because we moved into 
like everyone got baking crazy and i had a great foundation from here at steampunk to kind of wrap my head around keep yourself busy yeah because it's quite it. therapeutic baking like i know people i can't remember the lady who um won bake-off but she there was a whole program uh on her talking about like her problems with anxiety and wow. she uses baking as a coping mechanism uh to just keep the keep the mind mind occupied yeah know? i think it is I've, i spoke to a guy who sort of almost uses it he says he kind of meditates whilst baking and he was talking about how he doesn't believe that meditation needs to be like a totally still act but it's about like letting your mind empty and for him baking was like a very simple in and of itself i mean i don't want to disrespect baking but like the task you know what you're doing you've got steps to follow so for him he found it really therapeutic to kind mm. of empty his mind follow the instructions and just create and then obviously you kind of you see um the fruits of your labor as it were you know you pull similar whatever it is to what you were saying cameron about being on the machine and like getting yeah, into that I, think so. I mean for me personally i find all forms of cooking quite stressful i don't know why um even just like making food for myself is fine but if i'm responsible for something that someone else is going to eat then of no <laughs> yeah it's just pressure <laughs> I, but i was like that at the beginning it is something you kind of um yeah, you get used to, you kind of wrap your head around it. Um, and also you just have to take the pressure off yourself. Mm -hmm. Otherwise you end up, yeah. You sort of set yourself up for failure otherwise, which I've definitely done. I've kind of started a project and been like, oh, this is not going to work. And then obviously it doesn't because I've started in that headspace. That's tough. Before working at Steampunk, you had, had previous experience experiences working in was it a tequila bar or something yes i worked at a, a place in edinburgh called the basement which is like a mexican kind of uh taqueria like taco place and uh tequila bar i can't remember if we had like the biggest selection of tequilas in scotland or we've got like an incredible selection and obviously people would come in and be very much connoisseurs of tequila and want recommendations based on their kind of you know the tequilas that they personally liked so in that sense it kind of ties into coffee as well where it's about people who have a potentially more developed palate for like certain flavors and then you're able to guide them through that um is, is that a common thing i've never met someone who's big in that way into tequila like i mean for me personally tequila is one of my favorite spirits but i still wouldn't consider myself like a like you know, tasting notes and stuff for tequila is yeah, that no, a thing that, that it happens? is yeah, yeah there's there's it's a quite a big market in the same way that gin kind of popped off and now like rum possibly is kind of going in that direction like mm. tequila's got a really big there's there's a big variety of how it can be made right that's not right but like it, it's it's um you get these very nuanced flavors in there that can you know it's not always your shots in hive at 1am do you know what I mean mm -hmm. there are some really really nice tequilas and as a result just based off my time there I now really like tequila um and probably have turned into a bit of a tequila snob um but we should do a tasting sometime yeah i very much enjoy yeah, tequila yeah, yeah. um and it does have it has a bad rep i feel like we're taking a tangent here on a tequila based tangent <laughs> um but what i took from there from working at the basement was it was also a cocktail bar and it was quite a high spec kind of high quality quite pricey cocktail bar um and so i think the the importance of providing like a high quality product and also providing 
like a service that goes with it. And I, I just, I love speaking to customers and I love handing them their coffees and asking them about their day. And I think it's less transactional. It's more about having that kind of connection. Um, people come to coffee shops for a myriad of reasons. Some people just come for their caffeine fix and that's great. And, and I fully respect that and I do that. Um, but sometimes people come in and the coffee is almost second to like the human interaction, that conversation they're having. Um, Sometimes I almost feel I was thinking about it lately. It's like it's almost similar to hairdressing, you mm -hmm. know that 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 chat like um, that human interaction you're talking about and asking how your week's been or what you've been up to, especially with our regulars. You know, like yeah. obviously we don't know the ins and outs of their 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 lives, but like finding what they've been up to and things in that short space of time. You yeah. Can, you really make the most, make the most out of that interaction if it's five minutes or 10 minutes. Okay. Yeah, I think, I mean, of one of the draw, well, one of the positives of, you know, things getting a bit quieter in here and, and not having cues out the door is that we have the time to actually just have a conversation with people. You know, people, sometimes we serve someone and we've got like 10 minutes without anyone else coming in and we can just have like a good, like a good genuine conversation with someone and kind of find out about their day. And I, like, I'm terrible for it, but I'll ask about like film recommendations or like, you know, people come in and crack jokes. It's great. Like for me, it, it can often be seen as the staff are kind of going through the motions of having like a conversation in brackets. That's not like a real conversation, but for me, like I make a point of giving as much as I can, but also, you know, I'll, I'll get from certain, you know, interactions, you're kind of, yeah, like I say, jokes, there's positivity coming in, there's like advice, there's film recommendations. I, I love speaking to people. I'm definitely, I like, I get my energy from other people. Um, so for me, it's a positive in both ways. I think I like so to always sure. been the case. Like, where do you think that's come from? Yeah, I think, so my background is acting, um, which is a very kind of collaborative, um, like art form, I guess. Um, and I'm very used to working with people. I'm very used to, jumping in and just kind of, you know, pulling your sleeves up and getting involved. Uh, and I think as a result, I don't know, I'm just very comfortable speaking to people. And I, like, I don't know if that's where this kind of very positive, like recharging quote unquote comes from, or maybe it's just my personality type. I don't know, but I do, I just love people. I think people are so fascinating. Um, so to have these, and no matter how brief they are, you know, some people, some people also just don't want to speak and that's fine. You've come in, you've got your coffee, like, not everyone wants to come in for like a 10 minute debrief, debrief, post coffee. Mm. <laughs> um, I should also side note, side note this with a, sorry, footnote this with um, my absolute love for dogs. <laughs> I was going to come to that, four-legged friends. My four-legged friends, because whilst the customers are great, if you bring a dog in, listen. What's your favorite dog that's come through the doors? Oh my goodness. There are some... That's that that's a horrible question. It's <laughs> a mean I'm question. I'm in one of those moods. It's raining <laughs> that's outside. Some, that's some really tough. Like there's so such a variety of dogs that come in here. Kath's got two lovely dogs that come in and they're super friendly. Um, so they're kind of close to the top. I think there was a husky in that's come in before. Oh, he, the one that sings. He sings. Yeah. He literally like howls away, but it's not like an aggressive howl. It's It just feels like a conversation. He kind of is howling in your general direction. And I like him because I remember I was working in the kitchen the first time he came in. I was like, what is all that Going ruckus? Up. And I just looked downstairs 
and he's got his head up to this sort of yeah. head up to the heavens, howling away. Living his best old. life. Yeah, love you know that. Love uh, that. I discovered recently. Have either of you heard of a charity called the uh, Edinburgh Samoyed, Samoyed Rescue? Have you heard? I of know them? exactly who you're talking yeah, about. He's yeah. got like seven of them or something. Yeah, and he's always near the meadows. Um, it's uh, like they're kind of online presence. I follow them on Twitter oh. and uh, it's just all these pictures of these dogs out on a walk, but there's never any like captions. And I don't know, there's just something quite like mysterious about the type of dog and all these pictures of them. Because they're these walks. massive yeah. white like snowballs, it's right? Like a photo, <laughs> like, it's like a video of them like in the woods, no caption, no nobody speaking. And it's just all these white dogs like jumping about a river and it's just something so like mysterious about it. But yeah what goes fan. on there big fan of that <laughs> wow, uh, and does he adopt the rescue yeah, yeah just, just... just rescue ones yeah, yeah. but um Niche. yeah just to bring it back to um the working in the in the bar mm. and We've talked on previous recordings about hospitality and things. And I know I know I could not I've had trial shifts in, in high end bars and it is not it was a disaster. Like <laughs> it was horrible and I hated it. Um and hence didn't end up getting the the jobs. But when that was when I was a student at university. I was wondering uh if you recognize any differences between working in a, a hospitality job like a like a bar to working in somewhere like steampunk one of the big um differences is obviously hours usually when you're working in a bar you're working antisocial hours and you're also working with people who are drinking normally um so that adds um layers of complexity mm-hmm. but otherwise i feel it's quite similar for me i don't know if that's a sort of simplistic view but um, you know, I, especially here where we're making coffees and it's about crafting, you know, you're crafting the product. So you're not just kind of selling, you know, you're not, you are part of the process. You're not just at the till handing over like a chocolate bar. Although sometimes we do. <laughs> but um, similar to when you've made, I mean, we've had staff functions where you've made cocktails and things. Hmm. So I guess it's similar in that aspect. Yeah. Well, so you're a making a cocktail. Finish. Yeah. So for example, like the basement I was, I was a mix, mixologist or whatever you want to call them, but I was, you know, I was a, making drinks and that was a, a big part of my job. And so I really enjoyed the fact that you, maybe that's my creative side, but you, you, um, you're given the tools to create something and personalize it slightly and provide almost a spectacle as well. And it's the same here with making the coffees and pouring the milk. And, um, there's, there's the visual aspect that I really enjoy. I think, you know, customers get to come in and watch that process from start to finish. They see you grind the beans, they see you, pouring the shot, having a little chat, frothing the milk, and then serving it up. And I think similar with bars, you get to, you know, certainly bars where you're getting a cocktail, you're watching them pour those drinks, you're pouring your shots, you're, you're mixing it, you're shaking it, you're doing all, all of that. Um, so those are the elements that I think, are, you know, are similar to me. I don't, yeah, I mean, there's definitely been some slightly wild situations with uh, when alcohol is involved and, and customers and that kind of thing, which obviously adds a complexity, adds a complexity. Luckily the worst we deal with is just slightly under caffeinated. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Myself included sometimes. I mean, slightly over caffeinated. That's, that's an issue. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? We've got one regular. He fills his vat of coffee 
I was like, I respect that. I Is respect that the that. huge flask of filter that you yes, just pays for two filters and then it just yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. literally <laughs> like liters. <laughs> I bumped into him on the high street and it honestly just was, wired. <laughs> like a wild look in his eye. <laughs> so run, run, yeah. Running around the high street. <laughs> have you ever worked behind the bar, Cameron? Um, yeah, I have. Yeah, like all my my other hospitality jobs that I've worked have been in like um, like banqueting type stuff which isn't very similar i'd say like banqueting is more just you know how when you're doing like a dinner service you just kind of come out in formation like get the plates out so like silver service kind of thing. yeah by mm. the time you've get gotten everyone's meal out you just have to rush back in out to like collect plates back in again and there's not a lot of time in that kind of environment for for chatting to people um mm. also people are kind of they're not expecting they're not chat. expecting that no because they're there to have chat with the people, people they're, with. they're with yeah 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 i've worked a silver service job as well mm. i was working at the well you know oxford university i was working for one of the colleges there as like a silver service mm -hmm. um server i don't know waiter yeah. and it is it feels it you're you're much less involved in interaction with the customer you are like very much subservient in that setting which i'm not a big fan of i, I like that you're providing something as an equal, whereas I've worked jobs where you do very much feel like you're, yeah, that exact job would be yeah. where I feel that I'm like less than the person I'm serving. It sort of feels yeah. like there's an inequality there, which is not not something I love. Yeah, the other the other bar jobs I've worked have been like gig venues as well, which aren't, I mean, because the live music playing, which is really loud, it's difficult enough to hear all the people's orders, let alone have a, have a full conversation. conversation with them, yeah. Mm. yeah but that's the uh, both these types of jobs that i've just mentioned they're both very like rushed and just kind of short intense bursts of kind of energy rather than um like a full day working in here where you're you do have that time to stop and chat to people but yeah, mm. yeah. and it's quite a slow it's a pretty slow process you know like i mean Someone like yourself, Cameron, or uh, Lewis and Scott, I mean, with their experience on the machine, like you, you, you make coffees quickly, but there's only so many coffees you can make at a time, you mm -hmm. know, which say the same with making a cocktail. It's not something that it's not like, or even pulling a pint. Like there's a, there's a, <laughs> there's a time that that takes. It's not like you're um, cracking, cracking yeah. open a bottle or you whatever. can't speed that process up yeah exactly because the shot takes as long as it takes to pour yeah and the grind as as takes as long as it takes to mm. to to grind and in that time you can you can fill with Do chat, whatever you want yeah. you know? mm. and um yeah so i think it yeah just that kind of and you can speed you can you can slow it down and speed it up you can tailor it to the conversation that you're yeah. you're having mm -hmm. um which i think is also yeah unless it's obvious that the person's like just <laughs> i just want my coffee you know? yeah which yeah. yeah we've all been some in that position people, as well some people, I mean? yeah. something that i was interested in was your you come across as a very confident individual and I think uh, acting 
and that kind of being in theater and stuff takes a lot of confidence. You might disagree. I mean, I'm sure there's actors and uh, people in the industry that aren't confident at all. But it, I know I couldn't stand on a stage or I can even when you were taking pictures of me before we started this chat, I just cringe up and I can't deal with it. How much do you think you take from the acting and kind of dealing with people and that confidence into working at a place like this? It's funny you say that. Or I think, do you completely disagree with everything that I just... Uh, no, I think it's interesting because I think a lot of actors I know, whilst they're kind of outwardly probably quite confident, I'd say a lot of them are quite in, sort of uncertain in themselves. For example, like doing this podcast and speaking as myself. I was terrified. <laughs> I was sitting downstairs and I was like, I'll have nothing to talk about. Like I am a very bland human being. No one will be interested. But like there's... there's um you know, actors go into acting because they love stories. And I think also there's like an escapism in, in learning about someone else's life and kind of stepping into the shoes of, of someone else and using that as a guise to then present, I don't know, tell, tell stories of someone else's perspective rather than it being about you and your life. Um, so I think in some ways acting might suggest that you're less confident in those ways. Um, but on the flip side, like I do think I kind of, I don't know, maybe, I don't actually know. I don't know if I've got a hardiness through performing that means that I'm more comfortable. I don't know. Mm. I think that the element of jumping into a team and with acting, time's usually quite tight. So you don't really, I like I don't mess around with kind of getting the awkward, like I'd much rather just jump in and make myself feel more comfortable with everyone and everyone feel more comfortable with me being there. Um, and that's definitely coming to effect here. Like I, I yeah, I just kind of jumped straight in. On, on the it was just that Rachel was saying this morning, Cameron, that I was kind of, the way she, she was saying how good you are interacting with people, which is a skill in itself. But she was also talking about that almost behind the till, behind the bar, it's like your, your stage, you know, but it doesn't, when she, when Rachel said that, and I don't she think she she was she was meaning it, and what I was saying to you before we started this chat was that it doesn't come across as fake. You no, know, you never in but, that but setup. It you sounds... are able to tailor and adapt your uh, I don't know, not personality, but you're able to the way you interact with different customers. Well, I think acting's about understanding individuals, and so there's probably an element of just, I guess, reading the situation, being more perceptive to social situations and understanding, you know, someone I speak to, oh, you don't want to have like a chat. That's great. Cool. Just get your coffee and get you on your way. And that's superb. And then other people you can tell are sort of lingering for a conversation or you can tell would happily engage in a conversation. And I guess I've brought like maybe from the acting side of things to, that, to bring that perception, but I don't know. But yeah, it definitely felt like the way we were talking about it this morning, it felt almost as if like my conversations could be quite transactional, but I would like to feel that I make a point of actively engaging with everyone that I speak to and that it is very much about the truth of the conversation. I don't want to feel like I'm having it for the sake of having a conversation because usually I'm not. Like it's, it is, yeah, about just taking something, giving and taking, I think it's really important in conversation. Mm -hmm.
uh, <laughs> just by us doing these podcasts is um, a way of kind of interacting with people in a different way. I know, Toby, that you're having a bit more of a role in creating uh, content for yeah. for steampunk. What's things that are kind of coming up, the ideas that yourself and Kath have had, something about like a subscription video or something? Yeah, so we've just been talking about um, how best to offer information. You know, things we have been quite busy here and when we can't have conversations with people as they're coming in um, and also with the mask and it's all, sometimes it can be quite a tough setting to be kind of try, giving information over and sometimes it has to be quite efficient because there's coffee roasting going on and some coffee's being ground and so it's very hard to kind of have a, a, a thorough conversation about say the coffee beans you're talking about or a subscription model and so we were talking about online content and also for people who aren't able to come in um, or who, you know, we're now living in this weird tiered system where people aren't really meant to be traveling from certain areas. And so we might have less footfall in that sense, but we still want people to know what we're up to and um, what we're offering. So we're, we're looking at, yeah, doing some kind of information videos such as so like a kind of FAQ of the subscription model and what, what it is that we offer and, and how much it costs and all that jazz. Um, but we're also doing, Kath, Kath has started a blog um, to kind of share more information. We've got our Instagram, which is great, but the blog is going to like have a bit more information, kind of a bit more in depth about the coffees, about what we're up to. Um, and she'll be sharing some more of the recipes on there. Um, but there's also going to be something which the listeners and, and our regulars can get involved with or everyone who kind of knows us, um, which will be, which is ask a barista. Um, so we want to kind of answer questions for customers that might, want to know a bit more about our process of, you know, what un, uh, what's it, lifting the box on the mystery of our kind of coffee making process. Behind the machine. Behind what's the going machine. On with the, uh, mad, could, it, it could be, it could be anything though, I suppose, couldn't it? It really could. It yeah. could, yeah, anything, anything that you think we might know about or that we might not know about, we're happy to <laughs> kind of uh, shed some light on whatever, whatever mysteries we can. Because, um, because between, between us as a group, we've got a, wide range of knowledge and backgrounds. So. Yep, if you need to uh, re-insulate a flue for a wood-burning stove, Don't I'm your guy. Man. That was what I was doing this morning. It was wild. Um, anything could be your side hustle. That, yeah, well. I mean, forget about um, steampunk boiler suits. You just, Toby, Toby Jeffrey boiler just, suits. Just send me around. Send me around yeah. to fix fix your flue. I'm it's, your a good, it's a good time of year for that too. <laughs> It is. Do you know, so many people have said they've bought wood-burning staves this year. You should I think everyone just wants to be... Make up a wee card, mate. Let's do it. Shameless plug. Thanks, Bob. Thank you. Shameless plug. To bring it back to... Uh, yeah, so the, the blog, Kath, uh, is um, uh, getting behind that and kind of, kind of running that. And I think there's going to be lots of information shared and that can yeah. be accessed through the website, right? Yep, through the website. And I'm sure there'll be a link on the Instagram as well. Um, yeah, just for some more yeah, in-depth knowledge, basically. And, and there's a newsletter as well that we're working on to be able to give you updates on like what we're offering, if there's changes in coffee, um, new recipes that have been posted, that kind of thing. We found that the recipes were such a great success through lockdown for sharing, you know, that again, it was back to like, 
pulling rank and, and feeling that sense of community and togetherness when we were physically distanced. Um, so yeah, I think it's just kind of continuing that in that vein of, of giving as much as we can back. I also think it's it's nice when people like tag, tag on the Instagram and see when people, because obviously the books have been really popular mm. in the cast, mm -hmm. cast books. It's really nice, I think, when um, it's shared on Instagram uh, that people are actually making the stuff and similar with uh, making making coffees and just being a bit more experimental, you know, it's quite it's really nice. nice. Yeah, I, I really like going through the stories and seeing, apart from anything else, like diff everyone's different mugs and yeah. everyone's different, like you know, baking what they've got up to and how they've taken their little photo mm. of like what it is that they they've, they're enjoying that morning. I think it's lovely. Oh, it's also just seeing in the background, like oh, who's working today? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> no, and what else? The um. Oh, I like seeing even when people post being like, oh, I tried to make the cinnamon buns and they definitely don't look right. Absolute flop. But like it happens to all of us. Do you know what I mean? Have, have you tried any of, of cast recipes yet? Have you tried them? I've not tried. I've tried, I mean, I've tried all the ones that we obviously make here. Okay, and during yeah. lockdown, I was like, I was missing work. So yeah. the banana bread was a regular, as was the granola bar. Uh, I, made the, I made the pancakes that she posted like a few weeks ago, Ooh, just because it's like, it's like the simplest one. <laughs> well, what kind of pancakes were it? Just regular pancakes, but it's it's like something that I've never really got right. Like, I think uh, one day I think you just need to lock you in the kitchen, mate, and then and just, just see, see what, what happens. happens. Yeah. See what comes out. <laughs> just make sure you bow. Oh yeah, you just, gotta bow to the buns. Yeah, yeah, sure. That'll be where I'll go wrong. Like I'll mm. I'll get attacked by the cinnamon yeah, buns. Yeah, yeah. You'll, we'll know. We'll know. We'll hear the screams. Mm -hmm. oh, that was dark. <laughs> but maybe maybe uh, maybe we should make a thing like hashtag rate rate my rate my mug. Yeah. I thought you were gonna mug. say rate my buns. <laughs> rate, rate my buns. That would be uh, hashtag rate my mug. I'm into it. Yeah. Hashtag rate my mug. Trend, yeah. trend set. We got it started here. We have to, so we have to roll it by Kath. Yeah, but. You, heard, you heard it here first. Uh, I can, I, I, rate my mug. Going back to me in the kitchen, that could make some great content. Me like just attempting making an absolute baking meal for dummies. Yeah, yeah. I like the idea of not giving you the recipes. <laughs> Oh, and, and just being like, so you're it, making the granola it. bar today. It would be like Bake Off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like, oh, like the, good like luck. This week's technical yeah. is granola bars. Yes. That would be amazing. I'm here for it. That yeah. would make a great like bit. <laughs> <laughs> I just I'm here see, for it. See, what, see what comes out. Mm. Uh, you might find some breakthroughs. You might find we've been doing them all wrong all these years and you'll have like the mm. secret to making the perfect, yeah, perfect granola bar or. Oh. He's, he's like it's whispering he's whispering into the granola bar to make it coaxing it yeah. mm. <laughs> oh nice nice oh anyway it was such a pleasure toby as always i really love working with you man and definitely uh definitely had a great a great vibe to the to the team dynamic you laughed, mate, you. but... No, that was just Scott, so, that was so profoundly genuine. It was, uh, <laughs> I was touching. I was kind of... Well, uh, did you hear what I said about Scott? I was almost reduced to tears when I was saying I was just proud of... I'm proud of everyone. I'm proud of everyone, guys. I'm proud, I'm of, proud of you, Pete. Well, thanks. Proud I'm, I'm proud of, the I'm whole proud team. of all of us. I think yeah. we've, we, in fairness, considering like quite challenging times, it's been stuck, amazing to see how stuck, everyone's... Stuck together. It is, yeah. I mean, so rare, I think, to get a team of people that are all very different mm. that seem to work so well. Come together, together. as one. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, I hope you guys have enjoyed 
listening to this podcast and thank you Cameron again thank you Cameron for being such an amazing editor right. and like mm. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mike Pete, Matt. for uh, thank you, Pete, for hosting and uh, asking some fantastic questions. It's been it's been lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And take care, guys, and enjoy the rest of your week wherever you are. Stay safe. <laughs>